0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke.
1: And we are back for hour number two on the Mark Hoke Show on KDOM 101.5 FM, The Talk of Las Vegas. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us today. David Difference by my side.
2: Yes, sir. Always. Always until we leave this planet, man. Really? Yeah, man. Me and you. And Brian. Good Lord. And Joe DeFalco.
1: That's a long commitment,
2: my friend. It is, man. I'm I'm all about commitment. (laughs) That's okay. You you ain't down.
1: I'm just confused. All of a sudden,
2: I was. <laughs> you weren't expecting that. I wasn't
1: expecting that. <laughs>
2: all right, well, you know, a lifelong commitment. All right, listen a couple months. That's usually my my pattern. A couple months, and then they'll face.
1: Oh, out. so now you're gonna love me and leave me? Is what you're saying?
2: Yes, yes. Exactly. See, I don't like that either. That's my. I'm just being honest, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Unbelievable. I was, I was trying to fluff you up there for a minute. Oh, stop. Sorry. Well, you know, but it's
1: funny because we're a team, right?
2: We are. Uh, I see where you're going. Yes, we are. We're a team. We, <laughs> you know, and
1: sticking together for. 20, 30 years isn't necessarily a bad thing because actually our guests have done that exact same thing. We welcome Brian Knobs and Jerry Sags, the Nasty Boys, the 2023 Cauliflower Alley Club tag team honorees. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. You're
2: welcome. Thank you for having us. (laughs)
1: See, they even do that
2: together, too. Right, right, right. Synchronized.
1: That's pretty awesome. Well, well, let me start. Brian, how are you doing today, buddy?
3: I'm doing all right, man. It's a nice sunny day down here in Florida, and uh, just uh, soaking up the sun and out here uh, uh, enjoying the enjoying the
1: day. Nice, and uh, Jerry, you down there in Florida too, right now?
4: Yes, I am. God, I... ready to cook out, uh, getting some ribs going and chicken and stuff, and and have a great weekend here.
1: Oh my God, I'm on the plane. I love I love the Tampa-St. Pete area. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. Dave, I'm out of here, man. Dave, you got the show.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll take <laughs> over, man. I want to go
1: too. Well, let's talk a little bit, guys, about your careers and just how we got to this point where you're going to be recognized at the Cauliflower Alley Club. And you know, being a couple of guys from Allentown, I'm from South Central Pennsylvania myself, so I I know the area a little bit. Uh, Jerry, let me ask you first. Uh, you know, did you Did you ever imagine when you were young and over at Whitehall High School, that you were going to be going on this incredible journey, uh, you know, with Brian, doing professional wrestling and wrestling all the greatest tag teams in the world?
4: Um, no, I I never would, would have thought of it as a kid, young kid, um, that that would end up happening like that. Um, but things in life are meant to be. Um, when uh, uh, me and Knobs were young and first met in sixth grade or so, and uh he first brought me home to his house and introduced me to his grandmother um the uh the, the look on her face uh i still remember it to this day god bless her um was uh flooring to say the least uh she said when he said sag this is saggy and she said back uh a a, a stunned but unbelievable smile on her face uh, you S- sags? Are you Steve Stagnovich's grandson? I said yes, and then yet to, to find out closely in the future that our grandfathers hung out and worked together and drove motorcycles together in the twenties and thirties. Oh, so wow. uh, it was like uh, another generation being back together, and the rest is history. You know?
1: Wow, that's incredible. And and Brian, when. As, as you guys decided to get into professional wrestling, what brought on that decision to to get into that profession and do it together?
3: Well, we were getting in a lot of fights and uh, getting in a lot of trouble back home, and so <laughs> our parents had us. Uh, both of our folks knew Matt Millen, and we knew Matt Millen, and at the time he played for the Raiders. He uh, won uh, you know, four Super Bowl rings, two with, one with Oakland, one with uh, L.A. Raiders, and then one with uh, San Francisco and one with Washington. And he's a, an announcer now for Fox. But uh, he came and sat us down and said, you guys uh, are going to be in trouble and, and probably get thrown in jail if you just don't straighten up. And then he said, hey, Nobs, you always like that pro wrestling. Why don't you and Sags try that? So we went looked at each other went, yeah. So we bugged George the Animal Steel so much that uh, he had uh, Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful, and Bob Wharton Jr. and Jimmy Schnook ready to stretch us at the hotel, but we both had to work and he called me back and says well if you can't make it there you'll go should go to Vern Gagne school up in Minnesota and that'll either make you or break you and me and Sag got to pull out that an application and and Matt was our uh our like kind of our reference uh to get up there and he helped us out big time and and the rest is history. We went up there and got tortured for about six months, and then drove the ring around for about six months, and then refereed, and we did every aspect of the business until we finally, you know, we were wrestling singles, and they put us together, and and uh, you know, we became the Nasty Boys.
1: So, what was behind the idea of being the Nasty Boys? Because at the time, you know, there were so many phenomenal tag teams out there, and you know, pretty prim and proper, I guess, to a point. But you guys. Broke the mold. What what brought on the decision to kind of take on that persona?
3: Well, uh, Vern Gagne's daughter went out with us, and we had a different plan because SAG took ROTC in college, and I was in the Army. And uh, we were both thinking like a, like a mercenary gimmick, something like that. And she went out with us one night, and the next day she called us in and to her little office, the AWA offices, and she says, you guys want to call yourself the mercenaries, but the way you acted like that last night, you acted like a bunch of nasty boys. <laughs> and me and Sag looked at each other and said, that's a good name. So from there, that's when we started to say, hey, we started to be nasty boys, because that's the way we were, the way we wrestled, the way we were borrowing we fighters, you know? So uh we both knew what we, we who we were doing outside the ring in fighting. So uh, you know, so uh, that's how it came to be that uh, you know, they said nasty boys and from then we just you know, kept on uh, we got trained very, very well by Brad Reagans who was an Olympic champion. And uh, you know, we just kept on uh, going to from different territories to different territories and learning our trait. You know what I mean? And and we, we honed in we were honed in on it very well. You know, and we had good teachers, too.
2: Oh, very, very interesting. So that night uh, with uh, Vern Gagne's daughter there, do you remember that night and why why that would be her opinion of you guys? after?
3: Well, if you went out with us when we were in our 20s, uh, yeah, you would probably say the same thing. <laughs> <All> right, beautiful. <laughs> the Nasty Boys are a shoot. It, it is, that, that name is no work, you know, so uh, – uh, yeah, we were we were kind of crazy back in the day.
1: Oh well, Jerry, let me ask you this because I I I remember one time I got to sit down with Jimmy Hart and watch a Monday Night Raw, and was just talking about the business a little bit. And one thing that he said to me was, "It was so important to make sure that people remember you. Do something that's going to stand out. Be different, even if it's you know something totally crazy." And you know, was that the philosophy that you guys had? Take, you know being the nasty boys and doing some of the stuff that you did to you know really stand out from everybody else that seemed to be going in a different direction
4: well the the it started with the way we were taught in, in Minneapolis and the style of wrestling there and um the it went from that to um uh what we uh, or or what we were really like and then uh Progressing after we took on that game um, we were we, we were doing a wrestling style of uh, mechanical uh, regular wrestling and stuff, and and it, it, multiple people helped us along that track. And one of the main ones that came in was off the off the WWE run, also Jimmy Snuka, uh, 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 Bob Orton, but Adrian Adonis came. And uh, one time we came out of the ring at a TV, I think it was in Minot, and he went, what the hell are you two doing? We're like, we are were like, what? What do you mean? When you call yourself the Nasty Boys, you're out there doing arm drags and hip tosses, he goes, take a pin out of your pocket and stab somebody in the eye, spit in their <laughs> face. Uh, t- take their take their face and rub it in their armpit. And we went, oh, my God, that's a perfect one right there. And then moving on to Roddy Piper. Telling us and giving us lessons and go because that was he believe it or not he was he was a a sort of a nasty boy before there was a nasty boy with his style and what he did is especially as a heel Um, he he told us about how to take our time and manipulate the people on the way to the ring he said that's the only time that all eyes are on you is on your way to the ring that you know and uh, stuff like that to develop our persona and meld it into what we were. You know what I mean. So we took, learned from other guys and took stuff on, and and then and, uh,
3: and uh, our, the rock, the rockers, uh, Murray Gander and now. Shawn Michaels were very good friends of ours, and they were like maybe a year uh, in the business before us, so we were about the same time. But they wanted to innovate, and they started turning and doing innovations with their, you know, instead of being like the Rock and Roll Express, they were the Midnight Rockers. So they were doing different stuff. So they were telling us to do different stuff. So they helped us out in the the way that we we wrestled as a tag team to get our, our, you know, our combinations down and all that stuff. So uh, Marty and Sean were definitely the first ones that really, as a tag team, uh, uh, you know, took us together and and was telling us what to do. You know what I mean? Uh, Besides Kurt Henning and, like you said, Roddy Piper, and you got uh, Jimmy Schnucker. I mean, the the, the knowledge there is just unbelievable. You know, that's uh, who we learned from. You know what I mean? Ray, the Crippler Stevens, Wahoo McDaniels, they were all greats of the greats of this business. And we got taught by all of them. But the Rockers were definitely the first ones to start, uh, you know, and got got us in the mode of how to be like a a good unit tag team plus our style of wrestling. You know what I mean? And then, you know, when we went over to Japan in 1988, we went at a tag team tournament, and we were with the British Bulldogs and all the all the great tag teams there were at the time in uh, in uh, old Japan for a Giant Baba. So uh, that was uh, quite you know quite the experience. That was uh, we were only three years in the business and we were over there wrestling these great guys and these tag teams, and that all helped us on our journey to when we finally did have the chance. You know we hit WCW. We were there only there for five months, and Vince called us after that match with the Steiners. So, you know, then the rest is history but, but that was that was our goal all the time was to get to the you know, W W F at the time or get to WrestleMania. That was our goal. So, uh, you know, that was our goal in life when we, when we got into the thing was to try to get to make it to WWF and try to get on a WrestleMania. And we got on WrestleMania 7, now they're up to 40, so that just shows you our age. But uh, <laughs> that, was the, that was the defining moment when we beat the Heart Foundation for the uh, WWF the World Tag Team titles. And, and still is a moment in my mine and Saga's career that we'll never forget.
4: You
3: know, well, well, back, manager, back to, what,
4: me to what you were back to what you were talking about. Um, how do we establish that nasty style? That one of the, it was an accidental thing, but one of the most important things that just happened to happen. And it was in your hometown of Vegas out there okay. because Vern Gagne used to, we used to fly to the showboat, uh, bo- uh, the showboat casino, which is no longer there. Right. And on top was the showboat boxing center arena. And that's where we filmed our live ESPN television out of there for, for AWA at the time. Was that from the show, live from the showboat? We would fly out and do sometimes four matches in a night, uh, at, at the showboat. Uh, one night we got there and, uh, Wahoo McDaniels and Ray Stevens were the Bookers at the time said, you got, you and Nobs are wrestling the rock and roll express main event. So we were we were uh, very nervous and, uh, uh, you know, very happy at the same time. But um, in that main event is the match where I flew over the top rope and ate the ring post face first live on ESPN and uh, got 60 stitches in my face but knocked my top tooth through my top lip and uh, spit my tooth out in the ring. And uh, after that, pretty much aired across the country, and he'd seen me a bloody mass and spit my tooth out in the ring. Uh, that pretty much established uh, what the Nasty Boys are all about right there. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: yeah, and then, Ver- and then Vern got him in the locker room and was asking the doctor, you think we can, do- we can get two more matches out of him? and <laughs> no tooth and he got a big scar down the middle of his head and his face <laughs> oh. and they just gave him a towel from the hotel and said here here's $20 for a cab kid go to the hospital and get yourself stitched up so I got to walk through the casino with his wrestling stuff all blood coming out all over the place wow. with a towel on his <laughs> had to take his own cab to the head nobody was there to even take us to the damn doctor they had to they, it's I got to take his own cab
1: <laughs>
2: those were the days yeah. those were the days <laughs> so, they, so, so it's definitely yeah been a, a magical journey for you guys and you guys like you said you, you are that persona of the nasty boys but was there ever a time throughout your career where maybe you were pitched or you guys had an idea of maybe we' go a different route with this
4: um I don't know about that because we were once we developed it all we would do was try to make what we were doing better and then that's what led us into the uh What really got over, by wrestling all a bunch of different territories, Um, uh, Greg Gagne saw we did wrestling with Sean and Marty, Uh, Bill Dundee saw we did in Tennessee with Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond in Mid-South Coliseum and with the house we drew doing a street fight type matches in Tennessee. And uh, Mike Graham saw it when we wrestled uh, Johnny Yates and Mark Laurenitis, the Laurenitis brothers, uh, down in Florida, and they were all they were all uh, bookers at the time when we came into WCW. Ole Anderson brought us yeah. in, in the late '80s, and they 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 put us in that. That's why only put us with. They they knew what we could do, and Ole came to watch us and go. Here's two perfect guys. Nobody wanted to wrestle with Steiners. That's what set that off. And then later on, we came back, set in motion with uh, 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 Cactus, um, Mick Foley, the uh, first street fight pay-per-views ever, and uh, put that all into motion. And next thing, that style of wrestling uh, was we we got in such big trouble when we did that first street fight in Chicago uh, that um, it put people in shock uh, you know, I um, my, my, my will tell you the Ric Flair story, but um, we got yelled at at first for doing that type of thing. But it ended up being what would become something new in wrestling throughout the 90s and get, so get out of, totally out of hand with the street fights building a uh, hardcore division where they would walk in the ring with a dumpster of, of, of brooms and stuff, which wasn't what we were doing. Uh, but it, that's what it became it, it morphed into, which was insane, I thought. I didn't like that style. Well Where, you know, well
3: like, uh, one thing though, uh uh the, the, the we still would have our, our nasty boy uh like, gear down. So we, 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 when we went to um, Tennessee, Lawler took us aside, and he said the same thing about us. You guys, you call yourself the Nasty Boys, but you're dressed in regular wrestling tights and wrestling this. You should be more like look like you're you from the streets and this and that, and then me and Sag put that in our head, and that's when we came up with the splash sweatshirts. They had nasty boys on them, and it covered our bodies up because, let's face it, we didn't have the greatest bodies in the world. So, all we had to work <laughs> on is our arms looking good out of our, <laughs> our cut off sweatshirts. And covered. we were the first ones to start to cover up the body thing, you know? So, <laughs> right, right, right. But, uh, uh, Lawler said, yeah, let's try this. And then he actually painted our face. And we didn't like that too much because that's kind of like the Road Warriors. But then when we were on, uh, like, our regular house shows when he wasn't there, when he did, he's a big artist. He, he could make our faces look great. When me and Sag would do it by ourselves, it looked like three-year-old kindergarten kids, uh, you know, <laughs> finger painting their face, you know what I said. So we got we got rid of that when we, when we left Tennessee. We got rid of that, uh, the makeup, the, the paint. You know, we we only had that for a little bit, uh, right? Right in the beginning, and then we got rid of that. So that was one of the things. But uh, he did come up and say, "Hey, about the the, the getting, finally getting the wardrobe down." You know what I mean? And we got rid of the, like the the conventional wrestling gear that everybody wore, and we started making our own stuff. You know,
1: what was who was the most challenging team for you guys to work with? I mean, not the you know like the tough guy. You know, obviously, the were amazing and so on. But in terms of Working a match. What was who was the most challenging one that you guys had to deal with?
4: Um, challenging was uh, I was just talking about this uh, would would be like the uh, would be like working with Giant Baba or Andre or but, which almost was were giants was like uh, an earthquake and typhoon as a team uh, because it's a, where Sean and Marty were a night off. It was like a dream, you know, come true with working with or with Buff and Colt. Uh, too cold or teams like the rock and roll express, whatever. Um, Then you went to, which was more challenging working with say the uh, LOD, because, you know, everything was power, 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 Uh, you know, uh, but uh, uh, the huge guys, big guys, you had to know psychology and have to work around them uh, was sort of challenging. What do you think knobs about that?
3: Well, yeah, uh, uh, you know, imagine it, like uh, uh, earthquake could wrestle. I mean, he could. He really knew his stuff. Uh, uh, Typhoon t- tugboat, not as much, but more of a big guy. But you understand when you're wrestling big guys like that, you got to work different than you do with the smaller guys. Or if you wrestle with the the Road Warriors, we had great matches with the Road Warriors. But we knew we had to. You, you have to. You got to change your your styles a little bit. Because you know they do a lot of power stuff, you know, and and with earthquake and and typhoon, they're big guys. So you can't just knock them over with one hit, you know, like you do the other guys. So yeah, on the on the you know the bigger bigger uh, guys, we always have to take more. It wasn't like it was more difficult, but it's more challenging of what we can actually do, you know, as a team. You know well, what I mean? You can only do so much, right? Right? right.
1: Absolutely, boy. I I wish we had like a whole hour. I know. I know, Brian. You get you rolling, but I do want to give you guys a chance to talk a little bit about what you're going to be doing with the CAC and congratulations on the award. So tell everybody a little bit about uh, the award and what we can expect to see from you guys when you get to Las Vegas. Well, I
4: just wanted to say something because you know, just like in the radio business that you guys are in, you don't you get you don't get anywhere without help from others. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, we had. We, we had Kurt Henning as our mentor, which was incredible as Brad Reagan is our coach, were two two main people responsible for our success. and 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 then one of the main things is Kurt, when we went to Tennessee, it, it told Steve Kern about us. Steve next to Kurt Henning, Steve Kern was probably one of the most instrumental people in our wrestling career because he was the one that brought us to Florida. Hence, all the guys at the time lived in Florida. That's so we became close friends with Greg De Hammer, Valentine, and Hulk, and Randy, and everybody that lived down here at the time. Uh, uh, all the guys were were all Florida based, so we came to Florida Championship Wrestling. But uh, uh, Steve Kern and then Brian Blair um, are two of our best friends in life. But Steve uh, with Florida the. the, the 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 career change and moving to Florida really changed our lives and 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 working in, as in Florida Championship Wrestling and that was all because of of the help of Steve Current and the and the help he gave us when we came down here and you know and, and, and then with with the nod from Steve Mike Graham became our like father <laughs> <laughs> nice. whether whether he liked that or not sometimes <laughs> he didn't. But we got scolded more than uh, you know a thing. But that's that was Mike's role. He was always yelling at us. But that but but he loved us. You know what I mean? Because of Steve. So and I know Steve and Brian are huge in the Hall of Fame out there at the Cauliflower Alley. And uh, uh, you know when I when we get there we'll. We'll definitely talk about those guys. That's the main reason. Yeah, we
3: wrestled, we wrestled Brian Blair and, and, and Jim Bunzel, the killer bees over in Singapore. You should have been on that trip. Oh my word, that was a crazy, <laughs> crazy trip. I'll yeah. tell you that. But I uh, know, but it's just a big honor for to get this award uh from the CAC. I mean, it, it really is. To me and SAG it's like a, you know, an exclamation point on our careers, so it really means a lot and uh we're we're truly humbled and honored to get, to, to receive this award in August. Uh, We can't wait to see everybody in Vegas. We love Vegas. I mean, we, when we were rolling in Vegas, man, it was definitely twenty four seven. We were in, we were out, but they knew the nasty boys were in town, so get ready because Nastyville's coming to Vegas again, baby.
1: <laughs> oh, we can't wait! And, and you know, I got to have you guys on again sometime because you know, I mean, this maybe is.
3: We'll come in live when we're when we're when we're there. We get if we get there a couple days early, maybe we'll come on live. Let's
1: oh, that go. would be Let's awesome! Go. We would Let's love go. that. As I tell you what, I, I mean, you guys keep bringing back memories of my childhood and teenage years too, uh, watching you guys go. And, uh, I want to thank both of you for coming on the show and we'll look forward to seeing you out here in Las Vegas for the, uh, Cauliflower Alley Club reunion August 28th through the 30th. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming on. Even i called you. them gentlemen twice. What yeah, am I doing? we are
2: not gentlemen. They're <laughs> we're, we're, we're,
3: we're turning Vegas into nasty. Though. Get ready, <laughs> we baby. All, All right. right. You, know that we,
4: you know that we are proper gentlemen. That's why you're saying gentlemen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank we'll talk you to you again Thanks, soon. Guys. Thanks,
4: Thanks. Guys.
3: Have a great Memorial Day weekend, yeah, you guys.
4: Appreciate
1: Thanks. It. Have a good appreciate one out you. there.
3: All right. You, you got, got it. Stay safe. strong, Bye. Vegas. Stay nasty.
2: There you go, guys. The Nasty Boys, everybody. Yeah, I love those guys. Yeah, great times, great times. Uh, You know, just hearing it, I was watching the uh – The contract signing with the NWO there this morning (laughs) when uh, the the zeros weren't, the numbers weren't quite adding up. And then NWO said, Your application is denied. (laughs) Um, And that was good times. It's kind of like my contract here, man. The contract they were talking about is looking like the contract I'm looking at. Oh, good. And we need to renegotiate.
1: Now, I'll tell you what, what a great time that was talking to guys. And yeah, well, we do have to get to the break. So we'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit about the Nasty Boys and the little Jeff Jarrett follow up. Definitely. And then we got to talk about Night of Champions, too. Cause wow, pretty interesting evening to say the least. But want to thank uh, Sags and Knobs for coming on the show, and make sure you guys get out to the Cauliflower Alley Club. Get your membership. Go to uh, go to It's twenty five bucks for the year, and help support great cause with uh, supporting wrestlers in need. Hey, we'll be back. Hang on. In a cave-fave world, LasVegasWrestlingScene.com brings you the
0: real story. Las Vegas Wrestling Scene is the source for pro wrestling news, along with their up-to-date events calendar. Visit LasVegasWrestlingScene.com.
3: Infinite Wellness can help you achieve your goals and look and feel your best. Our regenerative medicine clinic utilizes stem cell and exome therapy. We also have a comprehensive weight loss program and numerous other services you can find on our website at InfiniteWellness.info. We're located at 8925 West Post Road, Suite 100, right across from Ikea. You can book your appointment today by calling us at 702-842-2244 or find us on social media at infinitewellness.lv. We'd love to be a part of your journey.
0: 101.5 FM, Don This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke.
1: And we are back on the Mark Hoke Show. We've recovered from our trip to Nastyville.
2: Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, what a trip it was.
1: Man, That that's going to be awesome when they get here. I mean, the whole CAC event this year.
2: Yeah, it's stacked.
1: Oh, my God. do you? I mean, if you look at some of the award winners that they've got this year, what a crew, man.
2: Yeah, man, it's so much of my uh, number one childhood and just life as a whole, man. And I'm I'm excited about it, man. It's going to be my first one.
1: Yeah, if you didn't, if you haven't checked it out, by the way, uh, you can go to caulifloweralleyclub.org. dot org. But some of the news newest award winners that got announced over the past couple of weeks, uh, the posthumous award winner is Killer Carl Cox, and that was a dude that lived up to his name. Uh, brutal, yeah, brutal in the ring. If you've never watched any videos of him. Uh, <laughs> Coco Beware is uh, also won, won one of the men's wrestling awards. That was so cool. that's him and Joe Malenko. Malenko, we had on the show a few weeks ago. If you didn't hear that, you can check that out at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. Yes, sir. And the Iron Mike Mazurski uh, uh, Award. This is an interesting one. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, I, I I know a little bit about the CAC. And, you know, some people were kind of a little surprised, even though, you know, certainly fit the criteria, but there was a lot of discussion about this one. But guess who won that award, which, by the way, is best- according to the site is bestowed upon individuals who have made exceptional contributions to professional wrestling and have exhibited outstanding dedication to the sport, both both in and outside the ring. Do you know who the person is won the award this year?
2: Uh, have got you heard it. the news? Gobbley Gooker?
1: No, it was not the Gobbley Gooker.
2: <laughs> All right, man. I'm telling you, when's he going to get his shine? He's not. Damn.
1: Hector Guerrero will, but not the Gobbley Gooker. All right, man. CM Whatever.
2: Punk. Oh, yeah. I, I, pff, is mind, gonna, mind blown. Yeah, when I saw that poster.
1: Is going to be there. So this is going to be a pretty amazing awards ceremony. And your first step to getting in is getting that membership. $25 go to see, go to caulifloweralleyclub.org get your membership right now i mean look and and the nice thing about it is and i and I, this is the way i put it in in the spots is you know we got so much enjoyment out of professional wrestling we still do every day yep. Yep. you know just look at this weekend we are having an awesome time just getting to watch all these great talents from the indies up to the top professionals in the world sometimes these guys have fallen on hard times. I mean, you know, they didn't have insurance, you know, like when, when Sags got busted up, that was coming out of his pocket.
2: Right.
1: And think if somebody had a catastrophic, catastrophic injury or after their career, they got cancer or something like that. The CAC has been there to help. And, you know, they've gotten, we got so much out of these people who sacrificed a lot in their lives to give us that, Entertainment, twenty five bucks to give back,
2: right? A little bit of nothing,
1: you know, is nothing.
2: But it goes a long way, and it does. I mean, that's the thing you talk about. I mean, wrestling is a business where you're all in. Yep, you know. So you look at like you just do this career, and then at some point your your body gives up, man, and it it, it's not the same as it used to be. And you know, there's a lot of people that definitely be be uh, helped in this situation. And like you said, they gave us so many memories, so many moments. Um, You know, it's the least we can do, man. I think it's a beautiful organization.
1: Yeah, so get your membership and then get your tickets to go to the events. They've got the banquets, the meet and greets, and especially this year. Man, this is going to be an awesome event. So once again, it's caulifloweralleyclub.org, and you can check that out. And, of course, don't forget, we've got Double or Nothing coming up. You know, we had Jeff Jarrett on the show, and Saria joined us last week going to be an unbelievable time tonight so make sure you get out for that and uh you know and real quick your thoughts on the Jeff Jarrett interview
2: uh i thought it was amazing man like uh, obviously he's had a long uh storied career he's worked with everybody and you know just talking to him and you know again a lot of the insights if you listen to that interview i'm going to go back and listen to it again man cuz it was inspiring in a lot of ways just you know it will tell you how to move through life man i was ready to go to work for him seriously
1: i wanted i wanted to pull my resume after i was done and what would that job title be? I don't care.
2: Just anything.
1: You know, Jeff Neemi, shine your shoes or you know, <laughs> clean the
2: desk. Like like we learned in that interview, dream bigger. All right. <laughs> shine yeah. his shoes. Come on, man.
1: I'm trying to think G- guitar repair, man.
2: Yeah, there we go. Now you're a little bit bigger, Mark. Right, A little bit right. bigger. <laughs> but but it was an amazing interview. Yeah, no, nah, it was great, man. I like uh one of those moments, defining moments in my life, man. Really? <laughs> yes oh, sir. Oh, I'm
1: glad you enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, so, yeah. No, no, you know, no. that's part of the fun and and you know, and, and you guys, and you know how much time I put into the
2: show. Right, about 2 hours a week. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: but, you know, part of that is, you know, for you guys to get to enjoy it and for everybody else out there to at least get a little bit of a feel of uh. you know, being a part of the industry and you know the The entertainment that we all love so much as professional wrestling fans.
2: Well, let me say this. I guess you want your your flowers too, man. Thank you, Mark Hoke, for... Uh, bestowing these moments on my life and not only my life but the people that are out there listening man the work that you do the dedication that you have for this craft and this show I'm starting to tear up man just thinking about all these hours you're putting in and you are greatly appreciated brother
1: oh well, thank you I appreciate that but yeah. you know but thanks to, <laughs> thanks to everybody out there that's listening we really do appreciate it and and I do want to give a, some thanks real fast because we um, had the Soraya interview kind of blew up Almost as much as that Tony Khan interview did. And I want to give some specific thanks out to Jeremy Lambert from Fightful dot com, Matt Black from WrestleZone dot com, uh Jack Atkins from Cultaholic.com, our Friends Overseas and Over the Pond, if you will. Um, and uh Andrew Thompson for PostWrestling.com. dot com. Uh and I know a ton of places picked it up, but I know those guys really took a lot of time to go through the interview and you know put some pieces up of that and we certainly do appreciate it so thanks to them and check out all their sites
2: yeah because yeah. they're great yeah support it all man we're all just sharing the love of professional wrestling it's a beautiful thing you betcha yes sir so mm-hmm.
1: i'll tell you what let's take a break and when we come back yeah oh
2: yeah oh, we talking about it we got usi <laughs> it got
1: super d- duper oosy. Yeah, 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 it did. it did just a little bit and well, there was a lot more going on too. We keep and one thing we're forgetting about, <laughs> yeah, there's a new world heavyweight champion by the way. So, we're going to break down the Knight of Champions card from WWE yesterday over in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. And a whole lot more as we wrap up our final segment on the Mark Hoke show. So, stick around for more of the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment in the multiverse, as we like to say.
0: Get ready for one of the most exciting and interactive events on the pro wrestling calendar. The 57th Annual Cauliflower Alley Club Reunion at the Plaza in Las Vegas. Meet some of your all-time professional wrestling favorites. Check out the wrestling memorabilia. Participate in terrific seminars and star-studded events. Including Tuesday and Wednesday nights CAC awards and dinner nights. Visit caulifloweralleyclub.org And get your tickets and
1: membership today. That's caulifloweralleyclub.org 101.5 FM Don.
0: You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas. The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show.
1: Now here again is Mark Hoke Hey, let's do some more pro wrestling talk, shall we? Just for fun.
2: We shall, yeah course
1: because that's what we talk about
2: here that's what we do man we talk about everything under the sun but wrestling is number one yeah you like that there you go poetry yeah poetry hello the, ladies uh hello ladies the david <laughs> difference do we got female viewers or is it yeah i get I, a lot more ladies in the wrestling i, I like yeah. seeing that in the crowd like they yeah they're dedicated man yeah Pre- well, we were
1: at y'all. the uh we were at the uh meet and greet for wrestling Observer. so i got to meet uh brian alvarez and dave Meltzer.
2: Oh yeah, that was a, that was a defining moment right there, huh? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I have, I mean, for what Dave has done in the industry, me for so no, no, you're working on it, <laughs> but for what, for what Meltzer's done in the industry and, and Brian, you know, Brian Alvarez to me is probably the best in the business right.
2: of what he does. Yeah, no, I'm le- chasing him, but you know, Legendary. Well, yeah, but I- he's phenomenal
1: and, uh, you know, it was great to talk to both of them, uh, and meet him at down at FSW yesterday. That was a blast. So, yeah, just keeps rolling. Yeah, up, it was a
2: magical day yesterday, man. I'm gonna tell you that much. I mean, not just the matches, but then you got events like that where it's just a whole day filled with wrestling, and you can't get enough. It's crazy. You might be tired, drained, but it's like here's another one. Ooh, that was a great match. Uh, just it's like if you don't know about wrestling or love wrestling, I, come hang out with me for a week.
1: Yeah, that'll do it. Definitely. Yeah. yeah exactly. Or hang out with me. After you can watch one. me edit.
2: Nah, just hang out with me. I used to, you know, so I used to, yeah, real quick, I, I, in these relationships, man, I would go to sleep every night watching wrestling clips. And they hated it. <laughs> it would be on, man. Wrestling every night. Then I kind of grew out of that and matured a little bit, but just a fun memory, ladies. Sorry about that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs>
1: then you got a girlfriend.
2: What? Then you got a girlfriend. No, no, no. I was the girlfriend. And that's why we broke up. Oh. Yeah. Love of wrestling, man. All right. First love.
1: Well, I guess it lasted longer, huh?
2: Always. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Anyway, so let's talk about Night of Champions to wrap the show up today. i kicked that show off with Seth Rollins and AJ Styles wrestling for the bronze medal.
2: Um, The
1: World Heavyweight Championship.
2: That is the uh, biggest prize in our industry, Mark. No, it's not. No. <laughs> All
1: right. But I it has been put in the hands of Seth Rollins to try and elevate this title, and that you know he and AJ had a phenomenal match. Like, you know, pardon the use of the word, but a phenomenal match. And Seth walks out with the title. Now, what I'm curious about is, do you think that they're going to maybe have Seth and Roman bump into each other down the road here, and maybe pull the? heavyweight championship off Roman and let Seth kind of be a torture of Roman for a little while. Cause I have a feeling that that might be a pretty good route to resolve this issue.
2: Yeah. I think so much, so much history there. There's definitely a story that uh, I think fans would be entertained with and, you know, would, would come together quite well. I, I, other than that, I mean, what else are you going to do with it? Yeah.
1: Cause I think, you know, we talked about the lineage and, and the issues with all that and having a third championship. If you found a way, you could kind of weave this into the bloodline storyline, and you know have Seth take that one title off Roman, and then you could put those two titles together, and you know make that make it one, and then bring that uh, that lineage back together, and kind of tie it
2: all up like Voltron of championships.
1: Yeah, something like that. So, <laughs> all right. so I, I think that would be good. But Seth Rollins gets the win there. Trish Strash, Becky Lynch, and one of our local own. Uh, trained at FSW, Zoe Stark interferes to help Trish Stratus win that match, and I and I will say Trish looked pretty good. I was impressed how she wrestled after all this time away. Of course, she's you know had a match here, a couple of matches coming back, but I thought she did a nice job against Becky. And that feud is nowhere near done. But Trish getting a win, wow! And Zoe showing up.
2: Yeah, no, that was big stuff. She looked in great condition um, and, you know, still got it. I, she's just one that keeps going. But my biggest highlight of that is seeing Zoe Stark come out. Um, obviously, FSW here, local, like just to see that love. That's, that's amazing, man.
1: Yeah, and I think that's an amazing step up for Zoe. And yeah. those two looked pretty good together. You know, Trisha, obviously, after she was done, did all that fitness work. And I don't know too many women on the planet that are in better shape than Zoe Stark. So, you know, I think that's a good mix. They they seem like a decent pairing. So,
2: no, I, I yeah, I think a beautiful thing's coming together there. And definitely a great move for the Zoe Stars.
1: Gunther mm-hmm. takes out Mustafa Ali. And, you know, obviously, Ali getting the rub here to wrestle in this match, you know, from his heritage and, you know, was kind of a natural fit to wrestle for the Intercontinental title in Saudi Arabia. I don't know. I don't think there was anybody who thought. He had a chance to win this match, mm. but it was still a solid match, and you know Gunther continues to look dominant, and I don't know if there's any end in sight for him reigning as the intercontinental champion i I would imagine he'll probably end up breaking the honky talk man's record for longest reign as an intercontinental champion and just keep this rolling.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of long, long, long title reigns going on these days. And I, I got to go back and watch this match cuz I got home super late last night and I dozed off. I, I apologize for that. But the reviews that I heard this morning, they were saying that was the match of the night. So for you to kind of breeze over this. Were, did you watch it in? Yeah, detail? Okay. I did. Was it a great match or is it, it was, worth me going back and watching?
1: It was pretty good. I mean, I'm not going to give it 5 stars, but you know, Ali looked pretty solid and he, I thought he you know, performed very well. Uh-huh. Um, had his moments where, if if it wasn't Günther, you would have thought that Ali might have had a chance of walking out of there. I think it was just with the opponent that he had is just Superman, so
2: it wasn't going to happen. But
1: but I give Ali credit. Wrestled probably the best match I've seen him wrestle in WWE. So
2: oh, a, yeah, yeah, awesome. and that crowd got a lot to do with it. Like people were behind you, man. That juice that'll get you going. Not that juice, but. You know, that hype, yeah. (laughs) that juice, man, that's outlawed, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Asuka, with the mist sprayed into her hand, rubs it in Bianca Belair's face and finishes her off and wins the Raw Championship. So now the Raw Championship is actually on a Raw wrestler. So there you go, guys. That, That worked. But, you know, the crowd was behind Asuka, and this is the second time now that people have been kind of going against Bianca Belair. And what I'm wondering is, are we going to see a change in attitude from Bianca after this?
2: Yeah. No, I definitely think you have to. Like we saw, saw over the last two uh, pay-per-views or whatever they're calling them now, premium live events. That's right. That, that the crowd is kind of swaying from that. And that's definitely the perfect time that you want to start to switch things up and you know adapt to it. So I, I see that coming.
1: Yeah, and I think we may now be seeing an explanation for that Raw after WrestleMania where – she and Rhea Ripley kind of came together because, you know, now they're, down. Uh, yeah, this, I don't know, this is going to be weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still kind of messed up having, you know, a SmackDown champion on Raw, and Raw champion on SmackDown, but one point has been resolved on that. Um, we had Rhea Ripley wrestle Natalia. Dominic gets a little bit of a distraction right off the bat, and Natalia on her birthday gets squashed in 69 seconds.
2: Happy birthday, boo oh, happy birthday.
1: She was so peppy on social media about the whole thing, but that that was rough that was rough to see. I feel bad for natty
2: well what what did you want? A decent match a barn burner, something yeah <laughs> all right, well, she had birthday plans, man she had things to do yeah, okay, she, she wasn't focused. she flew
1: all the way over there for sixty nine seconds.
2: She wasn't focused, okay. Her birthday, man. Yeah, okay. Dominic
1: distractor, all right. <laughs> but of course, you know, continues to establish Ripley as yep, yep. incredibly dominant. But yeah, I just wish it wouldn't have been at Natty's expense. Uh, we have Brock Lesnar defeat Cody Rhodes by technical submission, making him pass out with the broken arm thing. So I imagine we're setting up Brock and uh, uh Cody for a rematch. Was it a and, slam? Is that coming up? Yeah, probably, a- and then. The big one, of course, and we've only got about a minute to talk about it, is the Usos. Of course, Kevin uh, Kevin, Owens, Sami Zayn, retained the tag team titles, beating Roman Reigns and Solo. We had a little fiasco with a double superkick to Solo from the Usos interfering. <laughs> yeah. Roman gets mad, pushes pushes Jay, and Jimmy superkicks Roman twice. Yeah. So the bloodline is now a wreck. Did you like the turn for Jimmy?
2: I think this story is being told so majestically and beautiful, man. I I was watching it, and it, it, like, shades of, like, Tony Soprano and, like, you know, the underlings that always trying to (laughs) rise up or feeling some kind of way and want to kick Tony Soprano in the face. Some do it, some don't.
1: Yeah, and Jimmy played the part well. You know, Jay's like, why did you do that? And he's like, you should have done this a long time
2: ago. Yeah. Played
1: perfectly.
2: So much emotion in this, and, like, you just buy it. It's the best thing. I keep saying it's the best thing going.
1: Yeah, so this is going to continue, and I'd imagine, you know, and I, you know, we're probably sending up Usos against Solo and Roman, and I wonder, I'm just curious where Solo's going to end up because he's a Usos brother too, you know. So yeah. this will be some quality entertainment coming up as we move forward on that storyline, and kids, that's going to do it. What a show! Yeah, amazing. thanks to thanks Jeff Jarrett, thanks to the Nasty Boys, unreal. And we are going to see you guys tonight at Double or Nothing. Um, Vegas. Yep. I'm going to be – well, we're going to be at the scrum, you and I. Yep, yep. So maybe watch for us on that. And, uh, by the way, real fast, um, I'm going to be appearing on a couple of shows tomorrow. I will be on the uh, podcast with my buddy Jeremy Lambert for Fightful. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So, make sure you check that out. And I'm also going to be on Stu Myrick's show on the horn on Wednesday night from Austin. Look so, at you. so look at you. yeah, hop on there and check out. I've got that all on social media. Thanks to you, David Difference. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. And, kids, we'll see you next week on The Mark Hoke Show. Have a great day. Yes, sir. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show.